Hi, this is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamfarmradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Please hang a moon up and tune up the cellos for here come the dreamers. Tell all the fellows to varnish their trumpets, butter the crumpets and garnish the cellos. Let us get to it and do it upright. Welcome the dreamers with all of our Welcome to Dream Farm Radio. My name is Julie Lavender, and I'm sitting here in our family's historic barn overlooking the rolling New England fields of Dream Farm. I'm inviting you to drive down the country road of your imagination and to join us right here in our barn with its soaring posts and beams and its panoramic view of the countryside. We'll unleash fresh jazz synergies as we explore the music and the dreams of our guest artists. So join us, because you never know. We just might touch a few of your dreams along the way. So you've heard some doodly-doos and some tinkly-tinkle on the piano and (laughs) vibity-vibe on the violin from Eden McAdams Summer on the violin and Hankitz Netsky on the piano. And you're here in the barn. Wow, very exciting. Eden is one of the most exciting and versatile young musicians performing and teaching. Um, She really is kind of a genre-busting person. She sent me a really kind of evocative CD, which I loved, but I wanted you to come and bring us some jazzy interpretations today because uh, you you have quite the range. Violin, vocal, There's it's the violin and with you it's the fiddle. It could be either one. Could be either right? one. You can play violin or fiddle. Just depends on the day right? or the minute. Um, percussive dance. What's mm-hmm. that? You do percussive dance? I do. I do some um, Appalachian flat footing and uh, body percussion that comes out of American dance traditions when you're playing fiddle mm-hmm. sometimes yeah sometimes so i sing dance and play all at once oh my gosh yes that's really intimidating i don't know if i can do the show <laughs> well, it's, it's fun it's fun i don't know if i can do this show with you today but you've been featured in symphony orchestras and chamber mm-hmm. groups yeah 
doing which? Violin, fiddle, dancing, singing? Uh, mostly violin with orchestras, although sometimes I've, we've done some fiddle, I've done some fiddle arrangements with different symphonic groups, so that's been a lot of fun. So everything from swing to and jazz. And dancing, actually, too. So mm-hmm. Wow. Eastern yeah. European stuff, and she's an educator, improvisationer. <laughs> and um, you've got an interesting Afghanistan connection. Mm-hmm. What is that? I mean, tell us about that. Um, for the last, let's see, in 2010, I was invited to go to Kabul in Afghanistan to teach at a music school for boys and girls as part of a winter music festival uh, that they were holding in Kabul. And the music school is called the Afghanistan National Institute of Music, and it's for students ages 9 through 21. They study music and academics in co-ed classrooms, and they study traditional Afghan music as well as Western classical music there. So it's been a real joy to be able to go over there for the last few years and um, spend time with the wonderful students and teachers there. And also Beijing, you wound up there? Mm Mm-hmm. My goodness. And then now here in my barn with Hankus. Here we are. Hankus and I actually just were in China playing in uh, Nanjing recently, too. Really? What was going on there? We were giving a concert in Nanjing, and we were also teaching a little bit at the Nanjing University for the Arts. And when you teach, are you teaching classical uh, stuff or? No, we're teaching music. Uh, We're teaching our approach to music, which mostly is oral tradition. So we're teaching people to get off the page, basically. It doesn't matter what culture. So here I am, and I want to get off the page. And when you say oral tradition, are you talking about strictly improvisation? Or are you talking about folk music that you're recycling meaning that it's it's within the tradition the oral tradition of a, of a people and you're bringing it back in some way or well what we're really doing is uh teaching the skill of singing mm. and playing what you hear in your head so we don't really bother with genre uh although the music might come from some genre we want to notice kind of unlocking yeah that what's really to there hear and sing and right bring it to... the problem is that a lot of young musicians are somehow looking at dots on a page and they have no idea what they really are, what they represent. And we're trying to get people to listen and sing and then play that way. So it's actually very, uh, we're kind of back to the, you know, it's like back to the future. Back to the basics, (laughs) back to the future. Well, you can tell everyone that this is um, a wide and varied palette that we have here to work with today. But I want to just go ahead and jump into the deep end with some of the sounds that that you make and your music. Um, So what are you going to start the show off with? We're going to start with a song called Cocktails at Four, which I wrote. um, And this was inspired by a friend of mine who lives down in Asheville, North Carolina, and we met at a folk festival, and we were talking, and her parents are shepherds, and uh, she grew up in a farming community down there where they live off the land and make everything by hand, but every year they take a family trip up to her parents' parents' home, um, I believe in Nantucket, and they go and visit, and she said there her grandparents have a totally different life, and every day they have cocktails at four, and for some reason it just made me think of... I don't know this stereotypical 1950s <laughs> housewife thing. I don't so know. So we're going to have a little fun. <laughs> now we have about five minutes. Do you think you can play it for us in five? I would say. We'll do our best. All right, Pretty good. Sure. Let's, let's hear it. Mm-hmm. 
tells it forth Isn't it grand Holding the world in the palm of your hand Serving the drinks Breaking the ice Or at least being there to supervise Keeping the house perfectly neat Resting assured that life is complete Who could ask for anything more than cocktails at four? Cocktails at four Isn't it fun? Days on the cape in the warm summer sun Always a smile, never a care Sharing your life with a man who's never there Raising the kids on little white lies Doing it all without blinking an eye Who could ask for anything more than cocktails at four? You're perfectly well Your weariness comes from imagined malaise Just take these pills And life will return to happier days it's better that way Nothing amiss Hiding defeat God only knows if your life is complete Who could ask for anything more than cocktails at This is Dream Farm Radio. We'll be right back. Cocktails at four. 
Hi, this is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamfarmradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Welcome back, everyone. This is Dream Farm Radio. I'm here at the uh, farm with Eden McAdams Summer on the violin, or it could be the fiddle, or it could be percussive dance, or it could be singing. And she's brought with us Hankus Netsky, who is a pianist par excellence, and they have been collaborating as educators, as musicians, and as oral traditioners, which we will hear about <laughs> in a moment. But um, I want you to start off with uh, this gypsy song and uh, let us hear a little bit about that. What's the name of it? This is called Nono Nalegaji and I learned this um, when I was growing up in Houston, Texas from a crazy accordion player named Greg Harbour who was sort of my mentor and he taught me this song. He was really into music from the Romani culture, the Mm -hmm. gypsy culture and this is a song that means uh, never, never, never marry whatever you do, never marry a non-gypsy boy. Okay. There we go. That sounds great. No, 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 Nalingaji. No, 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 Nalingaji. Deliangaji, brochere. Baraloja, legaikiresa. Tu de monza bekevasa Samashavon alegaje Deliangaje brashare Share 
Never, never, don't marry a non-gypsy. That's right. Is that too many triple negatives? <laughs> I think you can add as many marry as you a gypsy. Want. <laughs> That's right. right. Then you know, marry a musician. I don't know. <laughs> There's something to think about. Wow, that's that's really interesting, and I I like that you're uh, referring back to some things. You, you were going to play something sort of maybe potentially borscht belty for us later, but. Mm-hmm. Um, this has a lot to do with your interest in oral tradition you talked about, and you share a common um, mission at New England Conservatory, I understand. That yes. brings you together. Tell me about that. Well, I've actually been chair of contemporary improvisation at New England Conservatory for uh, eight years now, a mm-hmm. uh, position I inherited from Rand Blake, who was the founding chair of that department. And so uh, that started in 1973, and he was given uh, this opportunity by Gunther Schuller, who was his teacher, to start a department that had no musical boundaries. And the question was, how do you teach people when you have no musical boundaries? And the answer is you give them a lot of skills, basic, basic musical skills, which really have to do especially with singing. And Any idea to unlock improvisation for people who are not attuned to that or don't? don't have that in their repertoire maybe or well improvisation for anyone even if they do I mean within conservatory circles improvisation 
may not have been the emphasis, right? Well, it well, used to be. It used to be a big part of of I would say even classical programs mm-hmm. a long time ago. Most most classical musicians could right up until 1850 could could improvise, and in fact, there well, it was a lot part of Mozart of was in composition. Just sit uh, down and improvise, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But in the 20th century, that changed. People started to specialize more, I think, and. Um, Look and back at the transcriptions of what the composers did and say, we have to re- represent exactly what they've got on this that's page. That's exactly right, yeah, right I think. Yeah. Because yeah. the cadenzas, right, the end of, the end of a big 5-1, the big end of, of a song, right? <laughs> there would be a big hold, and most classical musicians were expected to be able to improvise over the cadenza, right? Oh, absolutely. My teacher absolutely. held me to that when I, I was classical oboist at New England Conservatory Then you transcribe those things, and then everybody's only playing the written cadenza, right? Right. So yeah. so it was your goal, or was this idea to bring back the, the voice, so to speak, of the, of the unexpected? Well, what we discovered right away was that there, there seems to not be any musician who can improvise better on their instrument than they can vocally. Mm. So when you kind of bring it down to what they can sing, then they start realizing that what they're playing might not be their voice or might not be their music. And so, They might just uh, be doing riffs that they memorized or modes that they play scales yeah. over. Or... Yeah, yeah. And so uh, really it works. I mean, if you look at all traditions around the world, really um, we're the only ones who invented something that was glued to a piece of paper. Um, there's almost no other world music tradition that had even had that at all. Uh, jazz education kind of brought that in quite a while ago. And so what we felt was, and what Rand felt, was that the oral tradition was kind of slipping out mm-hmm. of jazz. Mm-hmm. And uh, Even if people could play a lot of notes. People could play a lot of notes, but they had no idea what the notes they were playing meant to them in some cases. So, so. if we're going to approach this next song as Felt, mm-hmm. which is a, a Yiddish. This is a Yiddish a Yiddish theater piece uh, that was written by Joseph Rumshinsky, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and um, but it sounded quite different in its original context. Yes, it was a, a, a old fashioned kind of umchik kind of. Yeah. Right, and the original title means she's missing her raisin, which in the context of the show meant that she's missing this kind of essence of Jewishness. Yeah, 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 yeah. Her her life. So if you were teaching that or expressing that, you would be teaching people to to be able to be free to vocally improvise and then bring that into their, the playing of their instrument. Yeah, the idea would be to kind of sing inside your head. And that's really what, uh, to improvise compositionally, what we do is we train composer, performer, improvisers and the idea there is that a composer is really no different than an improviser a composer is able to compose in their head and write it down an improviser does it in real time okay so let's hear what it sounds like when you're attuned to that when you're singing in your head Mm -hmm. and maybe we'll have time to talk a little bit more about that but we might actually hear you singing and playing at the same time a little bit here. <clears throat> I heard a little bit of that. From you me. might. <laughs> Just might. Let's <laughs> Just see what happens, happens. We don't even uh, notice. <laughs> and, uh, when we re-explore oral tradition as relates to improvisation with S. Felt.
Nice. That was wonderful. You had all your raisins with you. (laughs) This is Dream Farm Radio. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
Hi, this is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamfarmradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Welcome back, everyone. This is Dream Farm Radio, and I'm here today in the barn with violinist Eden McAdam-Summer and pianist Hank Asnetsky, and we've been sort of having an off-mic conversation about improvisation and oral tradition and the power, really, of the voice is what I'm hearing you say. That yeah. <clears throat> That the instrument, really, the first and foremost instrument of any human is their voice. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Mm. So the freedom of singing, and you know what's ironic about that? As a singer, mm. how many times I have felt looked down upon by quote real musicians, <laughs> right? Because, and because of that, I think it stunted my ability maybe to learn more of their technical language, which I could definitely benefit from because I'm very intuitive. That's my strength is my intuitive approach to music. But if mm. you stick me too deep in with the technique. Literally, my, something in my brain shuts down. It happened here in the recording session just where I was with these musicians who were just, whoa, and they looked at me and my chart was funny, and I literally, my brain shut off, and I couldn't talk their language because I was so d- disempowered as a, as a singer Yeah. because I didn't. But what I'm hearing you say is that the voice is actually the key to the improv well it's the first step you can't skip that one you Mm -hmm. really need to develop Mm -hmm. that voice the voice inside your head and outside and that's Mm -hmm. what we do at contemporary improvisation at uh, new england conservatory so make a way for the voice then to inform really the rest of what you're doing exactly you have to teach your instrument who you are the instrument doesn't know Right. So maybe you don't have to be a smarty pants to do jazz. <laughs> no, it's definitely blue collar work. Good. Well, this is a song that I could never improvise on because the melody that I wrote said it all. So this is the melody that was the improv that became the song. And I invite, I would like to invite you to do it with me. And um, it really says everything to me every time I sing this plain, simple melody. And it's called Tree. And I think you will give us a beautiful gift by joining me on it. Shades of play. 
as I grow my heart a Well, that was lovely. I'm so glad that you joined me on that and you were willing to come. Thanks for song. having us play. It's a beautiful song. Thank you. And you put so much into it and thought, Hankus. And, and again, intuitively, um, Eden, you just were right there with me, supporting me. <laughs> 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 but I want to support you again now. So Mind Tyra is a Yiddish kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so bring us into the to my world where we... We have these jazz influences. We have these improvisation influences. What are we going to hear? Well, what we're going to hear is a song written for the Yiddish theater by a guy named uh, Ilya Trilling. And these Yiddish theater composers were kind of amazing because they really had a way of using what they knew about traditional Jewish music, which really is an ethnic music tradition that they brought with them, and then adapting that to the genre of the American popular song. Um, So what I like to do with their songs is take it another step. Mm -hmm. In many cases, these songs kind of still sounded very much different from American popular songs, but in fact, if you reimagine them as American popular songs, you can kind of The Great American Yiddish Standard Book. That's exactly (laughs) right. (laughs) Let's hear it. So, my dear one, (laughs) mein Tayeve. My darling... Thank you. 
to Eden McSummer, McAdams Summer. I messed it up. And she's on the violin and vocals and Hankus Netsky on piano. Can you take us out with a little bit of Strange Birds because we're running out of time and this is your jazzy idea. Absolutely. That is cool and I think it'll bring us home. So let's hear Strange Birds. There are strange birds flying in the sky tonight. Such strange There are strange birds soaring through the clouds tonight. Through shuttered windows, hear them sing. photos of the farm, show information, or to learn about becoming a sponsor, visit dreamfarmradio.com where you can sign up to receive free weekly episodes of our program. Dream Farm Radio is produced by Don Richardson at mlcrecording.com. Thanks for listening. Every dreamer needs someone who touch their dreams. <laughs>
Sorry. 